Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Matthew chapter 6 and reading from verse 9 to 13. Matthew chapter uh, number 6 and we're going to read from verse 9 to 13. In this manner therefore pray a father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen lord we thank you because all things have been made ready for us we are at the banqueting table we ask lord that everyone here lord will find something that they will feast on in the name of jesus we ask lord that our lives as we step out of this auditorium into the world Lord, we bring glory to you every single day. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. When you read the book of Matthew and you read the book of Luke, because we're going to look at two scriptures. Matthew, as we know, was a tax collector. His perception and his view of what Jesus did was completely different from the perception and the view of which Luke also wrote. Luke, as we know, was a medical doctor. And so when you look at Matthew and you look at Luke, you will understand that the way they wrote was not only from their literate level, but also from the way in which they see things. So Luke 11, reading from verse 1, they had seen, or Luke was reporting, based on how he had noticed uh, how John taught his disciples to pray. He now comes to Jesus after Jesus had been praying and had dismissed them and said, can you please teach us to pray as your disciple, as the disciples of John, as John taught his disciples to pray? Now, when Jesus now decided on what will constitute his prayer points for them, Christ was very specific about the items that he included in the prayers that they will pray. Now, when we look at the prayer points that Jesus gave them, some of the things that are included in them, a lot of people don't pray about. Such things as Jesus said, pray this, let your kingdom come. How many people pray on a daily basis, let your kingdom come? He also included there and said, as it is done in heaven, let God's will be done in, on earth as it is done in heaven. Very rarely do people pray that, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it's been done in heaven. In the heavens, there is no contention about the expression of God's will. In the heavens, there is no argument about what shall be done, what needs to be done. Because every being that is in heaven does exactly the beating of heaven. However, upon the face of the earth, we have our own will, we have your will, we have everybody's will, but not the expression of God's will. But where I'm going here is in verse 13, where Jesus said to them, include this in your prayer. Lead me not into temptation. Do not lead me into temptation. A crucial prayer that Jesus included in the prayer points for his disciples. 
Now, in the biblical sense, temptation is, or the, in the biblical sense, is a situation in which one experiences a challenge to choose between fidelity and infidelity to one's obligation towards God. It's important to understand this as I start with these three foundations. That number one, that there is a tempter. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, the Bible says, Now when the tempter came to him, there is a tempter. It doesn't matter which country you are. It doesn't matter whether you are male or you are female. There is a tempter who has an assignment and he will ensure that he carries out his assignment. Number two foundation, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1 that Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So here we see Jesus was tempted Therefore, it is inevitable that you and I will experience some form of temptation. Number three thing that we see here as always a foundation is that we are all vulnerable when we are drawn away by our own desires. James chapter 1 and verse 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and also is enticed. So the foundation is very clear and very simple. There is a temptation. God said to Satan, where are you coming from? He says, oh, I'm coming from toe and fro upon the face of the earth. That is his assignment. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, woe unto you, I'll rejoice heavens, woe unto you inhabitants of the earth, because your adversary, the devil, has been sent out into the world. He knows his time is short. So there is a tempter, and the tempter has an assignment. If Jesus was tempted, you can be rest assured that the tempter will come to your door. And you know what temptation comes? When we are drawn away. So, what is our prayer points? I want to give you three or four prayer points that should become crucial to your life every single day. The first one is, as I put it in here, Lord, do not put me to the test. Lord, do not put me to the test. And what do I mean by this? Don't expose me to where I am left to the attack of the world. Do not expose me to where I'm left to the attack of the world. In Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, reading from verse 56 to 58, the Bible says, and there was a certain girl seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man also was with him, but he denied it. Lord, do not expose me to where I'm left to the attack of the world. And here was this girl, and she looked at Peter and said, I know you. You are one of those who walk with Jesus. You are one of those who are in his camp. And for a fleeting moment, Peter had forgotten who he was. When he heard this girl point and say to him and point towards him that you are one of them, Peter said, you must be kidding. You don't know who you are talking to. Me, I was never with him. And the Bible says this happened on three occasions. On the third occasion, the Bible says he swore vehemently that I do not know him. And I'm praying for every one of us, Lord, do not expose us to the place 
where we can be attacked by the world. You know what? You might be in your place of work and they will just ask you a question that you are not prepared for. In the hospital, they would ask you a question that you had not rehearsed. And it could be a question that is to contend or to ask you about your scriptures, about your God. And even though on Sunday you had said, Lord, I love you. And even though in church on Sunday you have lifted up your hand to worship him. But yet in your place of work, when you are left alone and somebody asks you a question. And in order not to offend anybody. Or maybe because you have just forgotten about it. And you respond in such a way that the moment you respond, you've just said, Lord, what have I said? Lord, do not expose me to where I'm left to the attack of the world. Lord, do not leave me to myself. Lord, do not leave me to myself. Because the truth is, if you leave me to the flesh, if you leave me to myself, I really don't know what I will do. In Psalm 19 verse 13, it says, keep me back from presumption sin. Lord, do not leave me to the flesh. There are three main areas that we should ask God to help us every single day. It's in the three main areas of money, sex, and power. Some people say, Lord, you promote me. You will see that I will declare that your goodness is. You have no idea what you will do when you come into power. You have no idea what you will do when you have money. You have no idea what you will do when you see a most beautiful woman that you have never seen before. Daniel chapter 4, reading from verse 28 to verse 31. The Bible says all these things came to pass. He had already been warned about Humbling himself before God. He had a dream and Daniel explained and said, Oh king, please, if I were you, in everything that you do, please give God praise and give God honor. But one day, Nebuchadnezzar woke up and came and stood at the top of his palace and looked at Babylon. Babylon was the most built up city in that period. Babylon was the established center of commerce. All the other nations passed here. Everyone submitted to them. So when he stood and looked at Babylon, he forgot who he was. And mistakenly he said, look at Babylon, the city that I have built. That I have built. And immediately a voice rang out. Because the truth is everybody says, Lord, you promote me. And you will see that I will give you praise. You know what everybody, at times we unwittingly, because of the knowledge that we have, because of the understanding that we have, we make a declaration and we say, I am good. We make statements that attribute the glory to ourselves. We make statements that shows that in us, everything is good. I remember one day, we were in Hackney in our church, we had a meeting. The meeting went so well, and I remember standing up within myself, and I said, I am so good. Immediately I said to him, I said, Lord, I'm so sorry, because human nature and the flesh sometimes goes against the will that you are trying to protect. Three main areas in Acts chapter 12 and verse 20 to verse 24. Let's read that. So on a set day, Herod arrayed himself in royal apparel. There was trouble between the subservient nation. And so they came to Herod 
that there may be peace between them and also Jerusalem. And Bletus was a friend of the king. So they made peace with him. And he came and they said, you know what? Let's settle the matter that is before us. And here was Herod. He sat and he helped to resolve the dispute. It was such a good meeting at the end of it. And the people raised their voice. And they said, with the way you have spoken, Herod, you have not spoken as a man, but you have spoken as a God. Because of the way in which he resolved the issue. The people came because they were in danger of going to war. And after Bletus had spoken with Herod, and Herod spoke, such words were sweet. Such words were elevating. And at the end, the people said, no, the way you have spoken, you have not spoken like a man, but you have spoken with a God. And rather than Herod had say that, you know what, the wisdom that I have spoken with has come from the almighty God. The Bible says he received it. You have just finished singing. And they said to you, what a beautiful voice you had. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, you have just finished a wonderful message. And everybody comes to you and say, my God, the way you spoke, you lifted me. Rather than you say, to God be the glory for the wisdom. And you take it to yourself. The Lord, deliver me from myself. Because the truth is, I don't know what I will say. I don't know what I will do in any given position. And so Jesus said, include this in your prayer. Deliver me from temptation. Deliver me from temptation. Lord, do not leave me to myself. Because the truth is, I don't know what I will do. When good men are tempted... There's a time you'll come when you find a woman who is more beautiful than your wife. What would you do when you find a man who is more handsome than your husband? Speak so sweet words. Sometimes you really don't know what you will do. You really don't know. You find Christian believers that have fallen into sin. And they will say such things, I really don't know what happened. Because the truth is, when you believe in your own capacity and you believe in your own self, you leave yourself very vulnerable. Lord, please do not leave me to myself. What do you think you will do when power is in your hand? I love 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 12. 2 Kings chapter 8, from verse 12 to verse 13. And the Bible says, Ahazel said, Why is my Lord weeping? He answered, because I know the evil that you will do to the children of Israel. There are strongholds you will set on fire. And there are young men you will kill with a sword. And you will dash their children and rip open the women with child. So Hazael said, but what is your servant? A dog that I should do this great thing. And Elisha answered, the Lord has shown me that you will become king of Syria. I mean... When he came on behalf of his master, who was ill, to inquire whether he would be made well. And after he said he would be made well, Elisha looked at him intently. And the Lord showed him the future. Showed him what he would do when power comes to his hand. Lord, make me the supervisor. You become the supervisor. But what you will do, you really sometimes don't know. Said. So when you become king of Syria, you will rip open the, the belly of women. You will, you will kill with the sword the young men. The man said, am I a dog 
Do you think that's how I am? You see big men, when they say beautiful women, they become like water. You will see people who are married, when they see something that is just, I mean the way they begin to talk, their wife will be looking at them and say, ah, you don't talk like this to me at home. You don't respond because sometimes you really and truly do not know how you will behave in certain circumstances. Number three, do not remove from me the support system of your grace which you have given to me. Do not remove from me the support system of your grace which you have given to me. In Luke chapter 22, 31 to 33, Luke chapter 22, 31 to 33. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned, strengthen your brethren. Invariably, Jesus was saying to him, if I hadn't prayed for you, you would be a gunner. If I haven't prayed for you, if I had not prayed for you, the Lord was saying to you, you are not as strong as you think you are spiritually. In fact, when Jesus said, strike the shepherd and the sheep will live, Peter said, Lord, don't you remember that when we were on the sea in the boat, all the other disciples didn't walk on water. I walked on water. When you asked, who do men say that I am? All of them said, you are the prophet, you are this. But you remember you said the spirit of the, my father has revealed who I am to you. You are Christ, the son of God. All these, they may be scattered. But I, I can never deny you. <laughs> the Lord said, well, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Lord, there's this support system that holds us. Many of us think that is our prayer that upholds us. Forget it. It's, it's the prayer of Jesus. We have a high priest who continuously makes intercession on our behalf. The prayers that get answered in your life are the prayers that he puts in you to pray. For we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. So here he is. Simon, Simon. He says you will fall, but I've already prayed for you. When you have returned. He says the fall you will fall is not going to be great because I have already prayed. I have prayed for you. If I hadn't prayed for you, you have no idea the extent to which you will fall. When you fall and you rise, thank God that you have risen is because the Lord is showing you his support system. If that support system is not there, if that support system is not there, we have absolutely no idea to the extent in which we will fall. We have absolutely no idea. And you know what? I'm praying every single day, Lord, if there's a support system that is holding me, that I'm remaining the way I am, even though I'm not perfect, please don't remove it. Because if you remove it, I may even deny you. If you remove that support system, if you remove it, I will get into one kind of temptation and I will never return from it. Because after you have returned, strengthen your brethren. At least the others, they all run away. But you, at least you have come back. Number four. Lord, don't leave me defenseless against the enemy. Don't remove the hedge. In Job chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. So Satan answered and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? 
Have you not made a hedge round him? My God, look at Satan said, well, I've been, I've been around. I've been, I've been around. I've been places. Because the Lord said, where are you coming from? I'm coming from fro and fro. He says, have you seen Job, my son, that there's no one like him, no one who shuns iniquity, none like him? And Satan said, yeah, yeah, I've been there. I mean, uh, uh, there's a hedge around him. I mean, <laughs> that's, how did he know? It's because he'd been there. Do you know how many times Satan has been to your home? Do you know how many times he's been to your quarters? Do you know the only reason he cannot touch you is because he sees the hedge around you? That's the only reason. Some of you think you are really standing strong. You are praying and praying and you are fasting and fasting and you think that is what is holding you. Forget it. So they said, I went there. But nobody, had you not placed a hedge around him so that all that he does is blessed when things are working well for you, even when things are not working well for you, trust me, Satan cannot touch you without an express permission of God. Lord, don't leave me defenseless. He says, but stretch forth your hand now, and he will surely curse you to your face. He will surely curse you to your face. Hey, Lord, if you are God, if you are God, show up. He's God. Hey, Lord, if you don't answer me now, if you don't answer me now, how will men know? He's not going to answer you then. There's something that God has placed around us that keeps us sane, that keeps us true to him, that keeps us strong, that keeps us going, that keeps our marriage strong, that keeps our single life strong, that keeps our jobs going. There's something around us that makes things continuously work for us. Even when things may not be working as we think for us, God has never lost control of every situation. Any. As ministering to pastors, in Nigeria, and we were talking about, I was talking about, does God still do miracles? And we were talking about certain issues. Eh, eh, Nigeria, such and such. I said, has God ever lost control of his creation? Has God ever lost control? There's a word, those of you who do theology will know, deism, which says that there's a God in the heavens and that he's not absent from his work. Many people believe that there's a God in heaven, but he's absent from his work. But the God that we have, He's always in control of his creation. He has never lost control of your life. Never. People, oh Lord, you are not there. If he's not there, if he's not there, if he's not there. Hey, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? Trust me, he's there. Hey, oh Lord, if you don't show up now, if you don't show up, he has already shown up. But Lord, there's this support system that is just keeping me the way I am. Please, Lord, don't remove it. Because if he removes it, Satan said, you remove it, he will curse you to your face. He will curse you. So you find people who are going through challenges and they stop praying. You find people who are going through challenges and they stop giving their tithe, stop bringing their tithe, stop giving their offering, stop giving to mission. God said, all Satan would have said to us, you just remove the head just a little bit and you will see that person will stop giving to missions, will stop paying their tithe. In fact, when they call special offering, they will always say, we are always taking special offering. Uh, so Lord, please, because the truth is, I don't know what I will say if that head is removed. I absolutely don't know what I will do. Amen. 
I mean, every one of us, when we look at our lives, we know that our lives were in God's hand. Lord, do not lead me into temptation. Lord, do not lead me into temptation. I can remember thinking when the Lord said to Peter, you will deny me three times. And Peter said, me. Me. I'm not like all the other disciples. Come put us on the same level. I can't. I look and say, don't worry. You will get there. After he swore, the word the Bible used, he swore vehemently. Vehemently. And after he swore and the cock crowed, the Bible says Jesus looked back. And their eyes met. Ah! And he thought, oh my God. You mean this is in me? This, these things can be in me? And I, I mean, I, I don't know. Back in Africa, before election, people say, you know what? We are going to serve the people. We are going to make sure there is water. We are going to make sure there is electricity. We are going to make sure they came in with a good intention. But all of a sudden, they are massing for themselves. All of a sudden, they become lord and master. All of a sudden. And we say to them, if we are in that position, but the same people who said if we were in that position are now in that position. So you, as you are sitting and saying, man, I can never, I can never. There was a lady who was uh, brought in from America to do some good work in Nigeria, resigned and came, and they were paying her good money. And for years, she didn't take a bribe, she didn't do anything. 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, no, until somebody came, a believer, and offered her something she had never seen before. She had never. In fact, she calculated, how long will it take me to walk to end this? She took it and resigned. Because what I'm saying is, Lord, do not leave me to myself. Do not leave me to myself. If the Lord leaves you to yourself, to make up your own decision, to make up your own mind, to decide, ah, you, will, you will do things in the flesh. The flesh has a way of rising up. The flesh has a way of saying, you know what, I'm the boss, I'm it. Without me, oh, without me. You can imagine Herod sitting arrayed, and, and they said, well, what you have said, you have not spoken like a mere man. And something within it said, you know, that's true. <laughs> I've not spoken like a mere man. I must really and truly be God. I must really be God. I must be good. Man, I must be good. I must be good. Just finish singing. People are crying. Man, I, yeah, praise God, praise God. You now talk differently. You now walk differently because it's all about you. Until the Holy Spirit now says, is it really about you? Hey, and they say, Lord, I'm, so, Lord I'm, I'm, I'm really true sorry. Those of you who go to walk, you're earning four figures. Is it five or six figures? And you're going to think, yeah, I have the wisdom. I have the wisdom. Hey, you really have the wisdom? You? You really have the wisdom? Say, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Everybody in our family. Oh, you, you think it's you? You think, you think it's you? Ah, yeah, I'm the highest giver in this church. I'm the highest giver. Yeah, goddess. Oh, you better thank God that he's giving you, that his hand is upon you. Lord, do not lead me into temptation. As you look at yourself, you come in and you look at people around you and say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm better. I'm better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay, they're okay, they're okay. They're okay. You have placed yourself. Oh, Lord, do not lead me into 
temptation. Lord, the next one I have. Lord, do not leave me to believe everything I hear. Lord, do not leave me to believe everything I hear. Genesis chapter 3, 1 to 4. Now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, now you will see it's in inverted commas open. Has God indeed said to you? Those of you who are Bible history uh, historians and theologians, we know that the serpent wasn't, didn't always crawl on his belly. So it stood up straight and had a conversation, an intellectual conversation with Eve. Inverted commas open, inverted commas closed. Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the trees of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, inverted commas open, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil, in quotation, closed. Now, the conversation was such that Eve, what did God really say to you? Um, God said uh, we should not eat of the trees that are in the fruit. Uh, well, I'm not saying that God isn't isn't true in what he says. Um, but do you know that what he said is limiting you? Do you know what he has said will deprive you of being like God? There's a difference between being like God and being like human. And Eve, wanting the best for her husband, thought what could possibly go wrong? If I desire for my husband to be like God, because that's it, to be like God. He said, for you shall be like God knowing. So he says, at the moment, your knowledge is limited. However, if you transcend the limit that God has placed here, what will happen is you will be like God. And, and Eve, when you think about it, she thought, you know what? There's a higher place we can get to. When God said to Adam, because God always places a limit on things. He placed a limit on the sea. Do not go past here. Whenever the sea goes past a place, there's always, there's always trouble. Place a limit on the sun. The sun should not go past. When it goes beyond the scorching of the earth, there's always a limit. God always places a limit on everything. But Satan said, you know what, this limit, this limit is not really good. Okay, this limit, what it does is deprives you of certain graces that you're supposed to have. And, and, and when, you, when, when, when you put yourself in Eve's shoes and thinking, you mean there's, a, there's another level. And that another level means we can break the limit that God has placed on us. Just by, just by, just by understanding just by wisdom and she thought oh my god i want my husband to be i want my husband to be i want us to i want us to be like god knowing good and evil i want us to be like god knowing good and evil i think it's just important every one of us that we understand that not everything you hear will bring you to the place that god has destined for you 
put 5,000 pounds into this thing. You will make it now. You will make it now, 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 now. I can show you so, so, and so. He, has made, he made it. And she made it. Whereas you know what the limits are. So you know what? Don't worry. Don't worry. It will work. It will work. Even God knows. Even God knows. Even God knows. God understands. It worked for such and such. Don't worry. Let's have sex before we get married. At least let's try. That's what I was told before I got married in the church we used to go to. When there was a little bit of problem before my father accepted. One of the leaders, elders of the church said, you know what Jack told my wife, said, get pregnant for him. When you get pregnant, then my wife said, that's not the way we were raised. But do you know, that's what humanity tells you. Some people tell you, you know what, how will you know that he's, uh, uh, he's potent? That he's not impotent. How would you know? How do you know? I said, you know what, that's true. That's true. That's true. When you have no God and you have no, that's why having a pastoral covering is crucial. So people just come to church and go out. They have no, they are not accountable to anybody, not accountable to the pastor, not accountable to anybody. That's why you will discover Eve was talking with Satan. Where was her husband? In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, we all know what the scripture says, that these men were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out, thank God that this is a church where the word is preached. But you go to places, you hear certain things, and you are wondering, that ah, ah, is, is this church? You go to certain places, and you hear certain things, and you're wondering, in church? And we just take a line hooker, line hook and sinker, say the man of God is real. But the men of Thessalonica, they were fair-minded. Not only did they hear, but they went back to find out whether the things they were taught were true. We come from the same parents, spiritual parents. So I know he cannot teach anything that is not, that is not right. But why do people go to those places where they like to be lied to? I'm not saying that what God is saying is not good. I'm not saying that what God is saying is not right. But think about it. You think about it. Satan did not give the decision, did not make the decision. He said, you think about it. Think. You think. Think for yourself. Don't you want to be like God? Think for yourself. Think and grow rich. Think and have everything. People say, think. Can't you think? Can't you think? Can't you think? We are not called as preachers to give our opinion. Everything is settled on the word of God. So when you are thinking, how do you think? Within scriptures or out of the scriptures? Many people think out of scriptures. If it sounds right, if it does right, it must be right. But what does scripture say about it? Did God say? And I'm saying to us, everybody, Lord, don't leave me to myself. Lord, do not lay a stumbling block and snare before me, nor put me in the circumstances that may be an occasion for my falling. Do not lead me into temptation. Church, I want us to place our lives continuously in God's hand. I want us to place our lives continuously under the microscope of scriptures. Lord, do not lead me to temptation. Lord, don't lead me to myself, Lord. Because truth is, I absolutely don't know what I will do. One of the reasons I have a glass in my office door 
It's because I don't trust myself. Right through our generation, my grandfather's one and so forth, there's always been some kind of challenge. And growing up, I know how I used to be. So, you come to my office, possibly you know, there's a glass door. So anybody walking by can see me. I had somebody who came for counseling once. She sat before me. When she opened her leg, I was seeing all her undies. I don't trust myself. And you know, the eyes is not, is not, uh, is not uh, how does the Bible put it? It's not something we see. There are some people you see like this, and all of a sudden your head will just go. Yeah, some of you say, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. You, strong. You, 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 strong. You, flesh. And so every day I'm saying, Lord, I need your help. Lord, every day, Lord, I need your help. Don't put me in a position where I will, uh, I will disgrace myself. Like Pastor Wale, we, 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 we do mission work, places, we do things. We got called now to come to, uh, to Seme to do our leadership program. And when we do it in, in, uh, we do it in a city called Bobe in Benin Republic, and when they receive you, sometimes Satan can make it get to your head. Hey, look at the way they are receiving you. And you too, you change your footsteps. Immediately after you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because really and truly, you can begin to see yourself in a different light than the local people. You begin to think that, oh yeah, I'm in a better position because of local people. And Satan has a way of appealing to you. Lord, do not lead me into temptation. Lord, we thank you because you are strong and you are mighty to lift us and you are mighty to help us. We thank you, Lord, Father, Lord, because even in our strongest state, we are still frail and we are still weak. And so, therefore, we know, Lord, that as we place ourselves daily and continuously in your hand, we know that you will help us, you will lift us, you will keep us, and that you will strengthen us in the name of Jesus. We go back into the world, Lord, into our places of work, into our colleges, into our high institutions. And we say, oh God, that we will become a testimony even in the midst of difficult situations, in the name of Jesus. Lord, the Bible says, be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks you the reason of your faith, with meekness and also with hope. We ask, Lord, that every time we are asked a question, Lord, and every time we are put in difficult situations, that your light will always shine through us in the name of Jesus. The times we think we are standing, let us know that you are the one who is keeping us strong. At the times when we are answering right, let us always know that it's your wisdom that is manifesting in us. Every time, Lord, that we do something good, Lord, help us to realize that it is your goodness that is walking through our lives. Every time, Lord, we stand up, Lord, to situations, let us realize that you are our strength and our backbone in the name of Jesus. We pray this ministry is doing some great things in the world. That's because you have enabled them. You have granted them the resources. I pray that you will, you will do more than they can ask or do according to the power that is at work in them in the name of Jesus. May this work, this ministry be a light in this community. Thank you, Father, for what you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, do not lead me into temptation. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.